Please join us every week for a new episode of Understanding the Human Condition with Dr. James Flowers. Dr. Flowers and his most admired mentors, respected colleagues, and VIP guests will share valuable insight into underlying health causes, conditions, and issues. These in-depth yet approachable episodes are a great resource for both private individuals and industry professionals. Our esteemed host, Dr. James Flowers, is one of the most recognized and respected names in the field of chronic pain, mental health, and substance use disorders, both nationally and internationally. Dr. Flowers is the founder of J. Flowers Health Institute, located in Houston, Texas. For more information about J. Flowers Health Institute and its concierge services, go to jflowershealth.com or dial 713-783-6655. And be sure to mention this podcast. Welcome to Understanding the Human Condition with your host, Dr. James Flowers. Hello, everybody. Hello, you. <laughs> <laughs> How are you? Was that your podcast voice? No, it was my podcast voice, yeah. It was very nice. Today's going to be a little bit different. Yeah, <laughs> we're going to do this a little bit different today. Yeah. Yeah. We we have Dr. Stanger, Louise Stanger. Yes. Uh, my dear friend and mm-hmm. colleague. And we're just going to have a conversation. Mostly and, about yeah, a book. Mostly about um, addiction in the family. Yes. Right. We're going to talk about a few things. But how are you? Well, first of all, I'm so excited to be here mm-hmm. in Houston and to see and visit J. Flowers Health Institute <laughs> and to see how it's burgeoning. Yes. And yeah. all the many, many clients that you're helping Thank you. uh, thrive. So I'm really Thank excited you. to be here. Thanks so much. And you know what? We might as well say, might as well say, is that you flew here after you've had both of your vaccines. Oh, yes. Robin has had both of her vaccines. Yes. I've had both of my vaccines. Mm-hmm. And now the CDC. Says that we're in, we're in, we're indoors, and we've both been, we've all been vaccinated. Yeah. We don't have to wear masks indoors, right, with each other. Yes. So we chose not to wear uh, masks right now because mm-hmm. we're all vaccinated and and feel good and healthy. And um, so yeah. I'm grateful for that. You know, uh, something we can talk about. You live in California. We live in Texas. You know, the the governor of the great state of Texas tomorrow yeah. um, says mask off, everybody. No yeah. big deal. What's your thought on that, Dr. Louise? Well, you know, it's a little scary to me, to be yeah. honest. We have been so masked and yeah. so mm-hmm. shut down in California, mm-hmm. but that to say no masks are, it's really sort of a little scary. But at the same time, um, the good state of California has been very, shall we say, idiosyncratic yeah. in terms of how they enforce it. Like you can go to a Target, you can go to a Walmart, mm-hmm. but you can't. All the small businesses that have just so suffered, yeah. Yeah. all the gyms that yeah. cannot be mm-hmm. open, mm-hmm. and I uh, all the schools and the little kids that have been yeah. zooming. Um, so Your I, own daughter's gym, Box Union. Oh, Box Union has yeah. been shut since. March 11th of this year and Mm -hmm. I just wonder about the efficacy of not allowing people Mm -hmm. to box or to do any type of exercise within social distancing. Mm -hmm. I don't know that that was the wisest move. You know, we go here in Texas I go to the gym, you know, multiple times a week and wear my mask and it's mandated we have to wear our mask and even in the state of Texas even though the governor is saying mask off on Wednesday, reopen 100%, no need for masks, what have you. Almost every business that 
I go to has has a sign on the door right now and gyms yeah. that says we will continue to enforce masks while you're in our business. And, yeah. you know, so I'm great with the business being open. I'm so happy that people are reopening and we're able to do things. Mm -hmm. uh, and I'm really happy that they're saying to continue wear masks. Right. I yeah. totally agree. Yeah. I wear masks everywhere. And now they've become a little bit of a fashion statement. Yeah. Because did you know that you have I your like Fendi fat. mask no, and your, I your Gucci mask. <laughs> I forget I have mine on. Yeah. I, I got out of the car and gave the valet, and I was searching for my mask. And he says, "What are you looking for?" And I said, "My mask." He said, "It's on your face." <laughs> They're, they become Whoopsie. like glasses. On I know. Your head. Yeah. 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 You know, and you become really attached you to them. Do. Yeah. You know, what so. do you think the the last year, Dr. Louise, has done to the human condition around the world? Oh my God! I think well, we all know anxiety and depression has mm -hmm. escalated. Yeah. Mental health. There has been an increase in substance abuse. When we look yeah. at um, suicide, yeah. um, we know that youth suicide, teen suicide has been up. We also know mm -hmm. that suicide of older male adults has mm -hmm. been up. Um, I think that we have lived inside, and I've written about it, a trauma bubble, mm -hmm. and that we're floating as if. You know, yeah. we've learned how to love people as squares. I yeah. mean, yeah. always through Zoom. And mm -hmm. we've learned how to, I mean, maybe cook more at home or mm -hmm. bake more at home. Yeah. But nonetheless, this has been the strangest place where we've lived in fear. Yeah. I mean, you and I didn't get to see each other in person for almost a year. You know, I saw you la in January of 2019 and then didn't see you really the rest of the year, of, of, or no, 2020, <laughs> really. 2020. 2020 because of it. And I remember talking to you on the phone and, you know, constantly, but March, April, May, June, and you are experiencing your own form of distress, right? You are someone that is 21 years old at, at, at heart and in brain yeah. and you yeah. like to travel and you love to exercise and you love to go to the gym and you love to swim and you travel all over the world for work and you were in Palm Desert stuck, er, stuck <laughs> right? Stuck. not being able to do anything and, and LA was shut down and you were paralyzed and and it affected your own human condition. We mm -hmm. had many long mm -hmm. conversations about kind of a little bit about depression, my depression, your depression, about we both were on airplanes three or four days a week. And all of a sudden, mm -hmm. it was just stopped. Absolutely. Yeah. It was yeah. like the world stopped. And like yeah. all of a sudden, we weren't able to. I, I can remember yeah. so clearly, I was speaking at Providence Medical Center mm -hmm. in Bremerton, Washington. That was the last public speaking job I had. And, uh, you know, I was talking about chronic pain. Yeah. And I was talking about you as well as I was talking about trauma, how, how ironic. And there was rumblings there, just little mm -hmm. tiny rumblings. Mm -hmm. And they were talking about a plane. A plane was coming, and that didn't bother me because I was arrogant and ego-fed, and I was about ready to hop back on a plane <laughs> to Palm to Palm Desert because I was really excited. I was going to teach family mapping right. the next week at a treatment center somewhere in in Utah that I had never got to teach that at. Right. And but the world stopped. That yeah. was the first. That where I was was actually. Um, Bremerton, Washington, Everett, Washington, with Providence Medical Center. That is where the first plane 
yeah. came in of uh, people with COVID. And I no more thought about COVID than the man in the moon. Uh, it was nothing about me or nothing about anything. Yeah. And then suddenly mm-hmm. the world stopped and then yeah. we didn't believe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden we went, well, I guess this is really serious. Yeah. And I then, remember talking to you while you were up there and yeah, it was just it's so like, it's what? Really, really yeah. challenging. It I really guess. Was. You know, what's so interesting, you know, some people gained the COVID-20, right? Yes. Ate their yes. way through COVID. <laughs> some some people turned it into exercise. Some right. people uh, isolated and became depressed. Some people, you know, we all handled COVID very yeah. differently. I'll mm-hmm. ask you in a minute how you handled COVID. Mm-hmm. But the energy that Dr. <laughs> Louise has, you know, she put it to good work. And what Dr. Louise decided to do, since she was quote stuck in the the desert is yep. what did she do she wrote right. number one best-selling <laughs> amazon best-selling Why not? book I, I mean it's like what else do you do exactly. write a book yeah uh, addiction in the family helping families navigate challenges emotions and recovery by louise stinger dr stinger of course what that's you awesome know, i've read it a few times now yeah. we give it to all of our families at the j flowers health institute it's an amazing book, um, giving it to the, the treatment programs with whom I work. And, and it's been a great gift to therapists around mm-hmm. the country as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so kudos to you for putting your brain and your energy to work during COVID when yeah. you were in the house. Because I remember, John, right. talking to your husband uh, last year when all this hit and, and, and you saying, we virtually don't leave the house because yeah. they were yeah. saying, don't leave the house, especially when you, pardon me, yeah, but live in a town yeah. of, of Palm Springs, right? right? And, yeah. and it's a retirement community and you're an older adult. Um, and you were stuck and what did you do? <laughs> <laughs> Became a billionaire writing a book. No, not becoming a billionaire, but I mean, I was. Tell go us ahead. about. Well, I wanted yeah. to. Yeah, I wanted to read a little bit on the back yeah. to give the audience, the okay. folks listening, a little yeah. taste of sure. what it's about. Get compassionate guidance that shows you how to navigate the unique challenges faced when a family member is suffering from a substance use disorder. Addiction in the family helps you better understand what your loved one is going through while also offering realistic advice for approaching their addiction and how it affects your entire family. Drawing on Dr. Louise Stanger's years of experience as an SUD and family trauma specialist, this book allows you to take things at your own pace and concentrate on the areas where you need the most support. Whether it's finding ways to help your loved one, concentrating on your own self-care, or starting the healing and recovering journey, you'll find practical and thoughtful guidance. Oh, thank you. Yeah. So the the wild thing about it was I was contacted by a media house to mm-hmm. write a book. Mm-hmm. And I said, oh, I can do that. And they had me submit a writing sample and everything. No more thinking that I'd be writing in COVID than the man on the moon. But I signed the contract and then COVID hit. Mm-hmm. And what I love about this book, it's really... Um, it does not promote me mm-hmm. or you, or although I, I had to come to you so many times for guidance with writing, um, it's really that guidebook that I wish I had had. Mm-hmm. So when people mm-hmm. call me up, their hearts are hurting. When people call Jay Flowers, mm-hmm. their hearts are hurting. Yeah. And they say, what should I do? Yeah. What should I say? Which mm. is really critical. And where can I go? It's a thread I've heard for many, many, many years from mothers and fathers and husbands and wives and children looking for treatment and not knowing who to call, what to call, how to find a program, how to talk to their loved one, how to deal with their loved one. 
and this book really guides you through that. Yeah, and the other part that I'm really excited about, it gives self-care activities. Yeah. Because, you know, when we think about loved ones and we think about parents and who are calling you up or spouses or someone who's really, whose heart is hurting, they're not taking care of themselves. Mm -hmm. They've had sleepless nights. They mm -hmm. haven't, like, mm -hmm. slept. They haven't eaten. They haven't read. They haven't right. journaled. Mm -hmm. So at the end of every chapter, there is a self-care activity yeah. yeah and and page uh 49 a self-care activity every morning when you wake up write three things you're grateful for mm -hmm. i am grateful for blank and then it goes on and it, it says uh i am grateful for i am grateful for three times yeah and then before you go to bed repeat the exercise writing three new things that nice. you're grateful for three Aww. times so it's writing the process of writing six positive things that you're grateful for yeah. does a lot for this brain, doesn't uh -huh. it? Yes, and you know, this is evidence-based. Edmonds yeah. was the great um, positive researcher mm -hmm. that said if we can remember to write three things every day that we're grateful for, and they change over time. So today it might be I'm grateful for the sunshine, but right. later it's like I'm so grateful that I got this phone call, that I got to be with you. Mm -hmm. You know, they really increase in sophistication, so to speak. But but if you can really do that mindful mm -hmm. practice, it mm -hmm. really changes your brain chemistry. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So it's, yeah. 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 It's just amazing. Uh, tell us about the process of writing the book. You oh, did it during COVID. Oh my gosh, I did it during COVID. Called me a few times. But it's not your first book. This is no, your No, it's how my many? third book. Third. But I learned something on this book that I never learned before. And that is you just keep writing. Yeah. So you don't go back and write chapter one or two. For those people who want to be writers, mm -hmm. don't. Just keep on writing. Eventually, you're going to have to go back and edit. Mm -hmm. But the editors that I worked with, they would not let me go back and write. So chapter oh. one and chapter two had significant rewrites because by chapter three, I was putting in a lot more. I said, no, I want to put a lot of case studies in yeah. okay. and everything. But I just wrote the whole thing. And then I went back. And that was so much easier. And along the way, um, James was really helpful. Gatano Vaquero was really helpful, mm -hmm. um, who is another therapist, therapist along the way. So, you know, the good thing is it always takes a village. Yes, yeah. it was my pen. Yes, it is my voice. But along <laughs> the way, I had to call. I had to do a lot of research. Mm -hmm. And I had to reach out to other experts. Mm -hmm. Um, to help me navigate that. Yeah. And amazingly enough, it was done in June. They put it together wow. and it came out in November. And I feel really blessed because yeah. several times it has been number one, which means that it is yeah. resonating with people. And mm -hmm. that's all it's meant to do. If it can help somebody navigate their way or it can teach a staff, um, a mission staff or clinical staff what a gift right absolutely yeah yeah i agree mm -hmm. and you know i think it's very timely the other thing about reading this book is it certainly deals with recovery right yeah absolutely deals with addiction but it can also apply to mental health 
across the board, right? Absolutely. Like, I could have appealed to chronic pain or mental health. The editors Mm -hmm. wanted it just to say addiction in the family, but I'm very clear that when we're talking about mental health, some of the same tenants, the same ways you language or talk to someone is is exactly the same. Right. So I guess my next question is, is have you sent a copy to Montecito, and have you sent one to Buckingham Palace? (laughs) (laughs) Wow. <laughs> Funny that you mentioned All right. that. Funny you should mention that. I do have a blog that came out today. Yes. Which really talks about, like, I, I truly hope, I mean, there is so much family hurt, yeah. so much family pain, mm-hmm. so much angst and mental health that, you know, I was fairly presumptuous today in offering. Um, both Montecito Mm -hmm. and the palace, Mm -hmm. clinical skills. Because I know that, like, for example, you and I have done family intensives Mm -hmm. all across the world. And, you know, once you air publicly your hurt, your pain, your trauma, there has to be a way in which you as an individual family unit you as a collective family unit yeah. have to heal. And I and so I've thought about how many families we have worked with all over the world. Sure. From very, mm-hmm. And I wanted to offer them the same thing because just to say those things without getting professional help, right. I think is a misnomer. I agree. Absolutely. You know, so what we're talking about clearly is the Oprah Winfrey show mm-hmm. uh, on Sunday evening uh, with Harry and Meghan. Yes. Yeah. Right. Robin, did you see that? I did. Yeah. What was yeah. your non-clinical hat? What was your impression? My non-clinical hat? Yeah. Well, I was just surprised at the comment that they made yeah. about the color of the baby's skin. And, you know, that mm-hmm. one was a shocker, right? Hurtful. Yeah. Hurtful. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. that, um, did you see Oprah's face when she mm-hmm. heard that? I mean, it was just, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, but yeah, I just, I felt really bad for him. I really did. Yeah. And uh, especially Harry. Yeah. You know, it was heart. interesting watching his body language and, and his. Did you see his cheeks were <laughs> just as his segment progressed? It started here and it just continued to mm-hmm. go all the way up, oh, redder yeah. and redder and redder yeah. and redder yeah. for the next. She and I were watching yeah. it together, and it was amazing watching the flushing go through his face during yeah. his segment. I mm-hmm. I really felt for him. Mm-hmm. I've obviously felt for her. Sure, but but it was so interesting. Uh, just seeing his red, white skin mm-hmm. turn bright red mm-hmm. uh, in that segment. And, it was good. You know, it was good and it was interesting seeing her lean over and shush him a few yes. times. Yeah, and, and I, I, I yeah. was concerned yeah. about that because right. he might have had a different perspective. We don't know. Mm. I think the truth is always somewhere in the middle, you know, and so it's not always right. this way or that way, and that's why I wrote the blog I did because I I see families in pain. Mm -hmm. And when families call me, their hearts are hurting. This book was written based on the premise of mental health and substance use or trauma, that people's health, you know, hearts are hurting. My own life, I've experienced that. James Mm -hmm. has experienced that. Mm -hmm. And then what do we do after we've able to make this startling revelation? How do we heal? Because the healing is not gonna take place in front of millions and millions of viewers. It just doesn't. That just makes for big news headlines. Mm -hmm. And and, I mean, that's what it does. Mm -hmm. And so there has to be this interior place 
where they can begin to heal and, yeah. and offering them, you know, the professionalism of a Jay Flowers Institute right. or myself or mm-hmm. someone else that's really, really skilled in navigating mm-hmm. with high wealth, with celebrities, with um, those kinds of things is really in order. Mm-hmm. For all of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I noticed you said something earlier that maybe some in the audience don't know what you were referring to, but you referred to family mapping. Can you expand on that? Oh, well, I'm sort of infamous for family mapping, but family mapping is merely a way into story. And with every family I work with, I invite them to tell me about their family. And I do this sort of pictorial mm-hmm. drawing with lots of colors and everything that allows mm-hmm. people to see where they came from um, generationally, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but also where they're going. And it makes you feel not alone. Yeah. Um, so it takes about 90 minutes to do. And, it, and sometimes I'll interview multiple people mm-hmm. will tell me something different about the family. Mm-hmm. So it's and it's, it's always amazing looking at, at family maps and the maps uh, that, that I've seen you do with families that, that uh, in which we work together. Uh, it creates this image of this family and to see the family actually see this map, right? Yeah. On the wall or uh-huh. on the board. That's right. And they're all just going, oh my goodness, mm-hmm. I didn't realize this right. myself, right? The trauma, mm-hmm. the gener- multi-generational trauma, trauma, the deaths, right? Mm-hmm. The divorces, right. the the anger, the frustration, the adoptions. The, yeah. It's, it's just that. And, the and also family. the resiliency, too. Yeah. Yeah. It's also like, look with all of this, look at all the things Absolutely. that you have been able to accomplish. Because we really are strength-based. Mm-hmm. So let's capitalize on what are those strengths mm-hmm. and how can we build those strengths. But it's so colorful. If I had one with me, it would take up that whole wall. Um, but they're very, very powerful. And I love teaching about them. Mm-hmm. I love doing them. And... And I love having the ability to have someone help navigate their way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. it's a beautiful, it's a beautiful process. Yeah. So back to the book. Um, so it was someone else's idea that they asked you to do it, or did you come so up I, with the? No, I was, I was contacted. They said you're a good writer. We want you are. to have a, a good book writer. written about addiction in the family. Are you game? Gotcha. And so I signed a contract, which he's so funny. I don't get residuals from it. <laughs> I wish I did because I guess it's it's hit some huge number of sales. But nice. the, the idea was that I really wanted to be of service. And yeah. I had no idea whether one person would read it or not. And then it just took on a life of its own. And it's so gratifying yeah. because I do get reach outs. I got mm-hmm. my uh, I got the other day I thought <laughs> I was in heaven. I got this phone call from this lovely person and, and they said to me, I have to work with you. Like I get phone calls that you have to work with. He said, but I just read your book and I have to work Aww. with you. And found I went, you through the book. He found yeah. me through the book. Oh. So that was exciting. Yeah. Awesome. But the other part is it's it's good for staffs and for teaching sure. and for being able to work with anyone. It it doesn't it it highlights so many different resources because mm-hmm. there's a huge resource provider book. It it 
I'm an interventionist, but I don't sell myself. I talk about the network of independent interventionists. I talk about the association of intervention professionals. You know, hopefully, and the thing I like about it the most is people always, families always say, what should I say? How do I talk? Right. And if the ways in which I suggest, which are not always just my ideas, they're really mm -hmm. well-horned ways of communicating, if that can help a family change the trajectory, mm -hmm. then wow, what a gift. Right. Yes, absolutely. What do you think the single best piece of advice in the book is? Mm. Mm. I guess my it's the same thing I said earlier. I think families, I, I give families no-fault insurance. Yeah. Um, I say that families did the best they could do with the resources they have, and now they can learn to do something differently. Mm -hmm. I don't go into, there's a big argument in the literature or in the field, like codependency is a dirty word, pro-dependency is really good. People love. And the question about loving is, does my love do more good or more harm? Mm -hmm. You know, and that's really the way you look at it. If I bail you out of jail, is that a good thing or is that harmful? Mm -hmm. yeah. If I lie and call your work, is that good mm -hmm. or is that bad? Mm -hmm. You know, to what extent am I self-soothing myself? You know, we worked a lot with chronic pain mm -hmm. patients, and I remember a chronic pain family, which is a different way into intervene of all. You know, they would there would be this little rapid firing little um, angry little person telling them that they had chronic pain, they couldn't get out of the room, they had to give them food, they had to give them everything, and was that <laughs> he knows what I'm talking about? <laughs> and ultimately, that wasn't helpful. It was harmful, mm. and so really having families take a look at their behaviors and, and giving them the courage because someone had to give me the courage mm -hmm. at one time yeah. you know the courage to be able to say I love you so much that this is what I'm willing to do and this is what I'm not willing to do yeah. Mm -hmm. What I was actually laughing at is you <laughs> you must have been my mother's therapist because when you were talking about do I love you this or do I love you that, I can remember calling my mother in college saying, would you call in to work for me, please? I can't go to work today. <laughs> and she would just hang up on me. <laughs> I love that. And, like no comment. Just hang up. In other words, get your butt to work. Right. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. <laughs> she, she knew her lane. Did she call to make mom. sure you made it in? Oh, no, she knew I needed it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But your mom, it's hard. speaking of your mom, yeah. she was quite remarkable. She reminds me of Richard Branson's mother. Uh -huh. You know, Richard Branson is like, I, I just think he's amazing. But like Richard Branson, I remember your mom allowed you to travel across country on a, <laughs> on a bus when I was 10 years old when he was 10 years old he was traveling cross country on his own now I'm not sure by myself by on a bus himself. across That's the wild. United States and he yeah. had all these she'd adventures. go to jail today you know? yeah, yeah right child, child yeah. Abuse, yeah. yeah for yeah. sure yeah, yeah. yeah. But, but um I, I don't know that I'm... My sense of adventure. He, he definitely had a sense of adventure. But, I you know, I think so much we're so afraid that we're going to do more harm than good. Mm -hmm. But being able yeah. to let go or let someone experience their what they what their behaviors are 
is a real gift. Yeah, mm -hmm. absolutely. Yeah. You know, something personal about you um, that I'm looking at is you're a collector of art. You mm -hmm. love art mm -hmm. and you love butterflies. I do. What, tell mm -hmm. us about the sweater and the butterflies on the sweater. Oh, well, I or know. tell us Story? about butterflies. Well, <laughs> butterflies, you know, when I first started out and I called my company. I mean, the joke is that I I came up with all about interventions mm -hmm. because I thought I'd be first in the yellow pages. Okay, uh -huh. so with, I mean, that, with an AI. <laughs> but I loved butterflies, and so my logo was a butterfly because I always thought that you could emerge from the chrysalis. Yeah. And mm. obviously, I've done a lot of work, or I did research also, not only in alcohol and other drugs, which I mm -hmm. had about a lot, several million dollars of NIH and AAA grants, mm -hmm. but I did it on. Um, um, grief, lo grief and loss, is, yeah. is in particular widows and widowers who were widowed at a young age, and I saw them as emerging from the chrysalis um, mm. and everything. So I, and then obviously um, with my first book falling up, I, I, even the book itself, the way the layout is, each chapter has a butterfly, but I fell in love with a piece of art by David Krakow, mm. and is, uh, I forget the exact name of it, but it's a big metal sculpture of a heart with butterflies. But mm. Krakow was influenced by a man, a poem saying, I never saw another butterfly, which was written by a Hungarian man who was in a concentration camp. Mm -hmm. And he never really got to see another butterfly. So Krakow uses the butterflies as a juxtaposition for emerging, but also tragedy. And I think so much in the life of people that we have mm -hmm. that we're helping them emerge from the chrysalis. Yep. We're helping mm -hmm. them emerge to be the person that they're meant to be. Mm -hmm. We're helping them rewrite their story. And yet behind that story is fraught mm -hmm. with whatever they've experienced right so right. i guess and today i just serendipitously brought this with me and i thought oh i love the butterfly and you have your heart your heart yeah. and your butterfly i have my heart yeah. and, oh, and speaking of stories yeah. when's yours when's your book, when's coming, your book out? coming out oh, gosh. Mm. We're, we're not going to talk about that today <laughs> it's it's uh we're not supposed to mention that but it's in process okay all right i must say that i do love writing with yeah. dr flowers and yeah. have had the privilege of sharing a podium yeah. with him yeah. and and one of the things that I guess if I put in my little wish list um, is that we get to do that again. Now we get to be on Soon. somewhere, not just on Zoom, but in mm -hmm. the public eye. I, I think that, you know, he, it, yeah. Jay Flowers Health Institute has much to contribute to the world, to mm -hmm. integrated wellness. And it's yeah. really exciting yep. to mm -hmm. see it in action now. Yeah. The work You've that we do, grow. I think, is important, uh, as you and I have talked about, in doing comprehensive diagnostic evaluations mm -hmm. pre-placement, right? Mm -hmm. And placing someone in treatment prior to really understanding that diagnosis, and it, I think, is premature. I think that you waste so much time in so many treatment programs, the best treatment programs in the world, right? My own treatment programs, historically, is, is we put people in treatment not really understanding who they are and what that diagnosis is because there's no doubt in in our minds that there is a juxtaposition between substance use disorder and addiction right they yeah, are together health. i'm yeah, sorry mental health. mental health thank you yeah 
and and you can't separate those two and you've got to look at both of those as well as the rest of a person's life right yes i totally 100 percent agree um with that what's the funnest thing you've done in houston oh the funnest thing i've done in houston is this podcast uh, is this podcast (laughs) oh yes is this podcast (laughs) is actually getting to see the heights um and i think it's just being in houston again because things are so open just Just traveling the funnest thing i've done is travel i'm so excited to um travel but i know someone's going to ask me what my favorite song is but we all know I love country music, uh-huh. right? I yeah. didn't know so, that. Oh, oh my yes. God, I could die and go to Nashville, and, and but and I and so my favorite song, which is so apropos, is Blake Shelton's "I Can Be Happy Anywhere with You." Yes. And so um, my family <coughs> will say that. Oh, we know you went to Houston. You just love Dr. Flowers, like <laughs> like are you? you know, like having your brother, and everybody knows that. And then they'll go, "Oh my God." Goodness, you when know. your daughters call in Houston, I just pick up the phone and say, "Hey, that's right." <laughs> that's right. You know, they're like, "Oh, Ma, I forgot Mother's with you." Are you call right. her next that's tomorrow. right. Are you going to any certain restaurants? Did you have any planned or no? I no? had I had um, Chef Flowers. Yeah, oh, I had you wonderful. Oh, yes, I, I had Chef Flowers ribeye. <laughs> Yeah. So I, I didn't, you know, it's not so much that you go to a restaurant. It's, you have no idea what it's like yeah. to suddenly feel like you're free, yeah. that mm-hmm. you Little are safe. And maybe that's what the yeah. vaccine does for mm-hmm. you. It suddenly gives you this sense of safety. Obviously, you still want to be really mindful. Right. You know, of there course. may be yeah. variants out there, but like the world can be open again. Right. I have a blog post coming out, I think, um, maybe this week, next week. I write so much. But it was really taking a look at the year in review and mm. and trying to be optimistic about what's this new world look like that we're living in because yeah. certainly we've had a tough tough year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Are you planning on going to West Coast Symposium Dee McGraw's conference in? Uh, uh, La Quinta later this uh, what June? You know, I'm I'm trying to sort that out. I yep. love that conference. Mm-hmm. We've I, we've the last time I was there, we spoke together. I know I have a recording, mm-hmm. but I would really like to speak. I I, I, I really we've both, we've both done a recording for D. Yeah, uh, and love all of her conferences, and you know. Uh, I think we're both deciding, but, you know, I certainly hope to be there. Yeah, yeah. I certainly hope to be there. Yeah. Obviously, I love the desert, yeah. um, even though I love the desert. The <laughs> desert is great to visit. La Quinta is wonderful. Yeah. And just to be able to give a hug, yeah. just mm-hmm. to be able to see people and say, how are you? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, absolutely. And just to be quiet. Not that human connection again. Yeah. Not that Zoom we yeah. all, no, I didn't even know what Zoom Zoomed was out. in January of 20. <laughs> Nobody did. No, right. no preschooler knew, yeah. no mother no. knew, no what parent knew. Yeah. We've lived in Zoomatopia. Well, I'm so glad that we were able to do this here in person today. Yeah. Anything else that, that, that we need to cover yeah, and talk about? Time. 
We're no, way I, over time. Uh, we're what? We've <laughs> we're run out of time. time. We're, we're way over time. time. No. But that's okay. <laughs> no, no. Well, you know we what? Lost I'm, track just, time. I'm just so grateful to be with you yeah. and to be able to Likewise. share. And, you know, those are people that know me know that I love, I, I work in a high acuity um, capacity and I love doing family intensives. I love speaking. I love writing. And I'm so passionate about um, my work and I'm so passionate to see how Jay Flowers Health Institute just continues to bloom. Thank to you use so much. that analogy and to know that there's so many people out there doing such good work helping others thrive. Mm -hmm. What's one thing that all the people in the addiction and mental health world in the United States that know you don't know about you? Mm. Well, that's a hard one. That's a hard one. <laughs> they know I like Soul Cycle, and, yes. I, and I'm back at Soul, so that's yeah. really helping me. I didn't know you loved country western music. Yeah. Oh yeah, I love yeah. country mm. western music. Um, actually, I think most people think I'm very extroverted, mm -hmm. and I'm actually a very private person, mm -hmm. and. Mm. And, and for real friends, mm -hmm. they're very, very small. And that, um, you know, it still takes a lot of courage to yeah. speak, to write, mm -hmm. and to work. Yes, it does. Mm -hmm. And you do fantastic. Yeah. Robin, what about you? What, what do all the people in the world not know about Robin Friend? Good Lord. <laughs> I don't even know. Um, I think they would be surprised to know that I, uh, every now and then, like to listen to heavy metal. <laughs> <laughs> do you just turn it up? I do. It up and I just do. Crank it in yeah. the car. I and love you know it. what it does? Because if I'm, I'm like, I, I just, it, you can't think. Yeah. And sometimes when you just want to turn your brain off, mm -hmm. you know, just crank that thing yeah. up and listen to that nonsense. I don't know. Yeah. That's the first thing that came to mind. I love it. <laughs> oh, I love We're going to skip me. <laughs> Well, no, 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 yes, 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 yes. you cannot skip. You cannot skip. Don't ask me unless you plan on it. Oh, no. Oh, no. I think the only thing I could think of is probably most people don't realize I'm a pilot. Oh, that's oh, true. Uh, yeah. 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 I love to fly airplanes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. We'll stop there. <laughs> Go right, to well, Amazon well, and buy yeah. this book, <laughs> right? Addiction in the Family by yes. Louise Stinger. Thank you, Louise. I love Thank you. you Louise. Thank you, Louise. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Robin. Thanks, Robin. <laughs> Bye. We'll see you next week.